What up, y'all? Welcome to Loudmouth Stereo. If y'all don't have the stereo app, what are you doing? Download that joint, you know what I'm saying? And get in the conversation. It's just an app where you basically talk and you get in the conversation. Loudmouth Stereo is basically myself, Shan from She Gets It, and Greg from Young Black and Bothered podcast okay we're blending we're meshing and we're hitting y'all with topics and discussions so check out the show and we're adding in little snippets of loudmouth stereo What up, y'all? Oh, Welcome to Stereo. Yes, we are here. Episode one, the first one. Yes, this is our official first one, but more to come. Absolutely. My name is Ann from She Gets It Pod. And I'm Greg from Young, Black, and Bothered. How are you guys doing? That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. Man be on this stereo thing was your was your dinner everything you dreamt no um the reason (laughs) the reason the the reason why was because like you know i was kind of rushing through it because i was so excited to be on here so i was like all right let me hurry up and rush through it and then you know we got to talking about you know stereo and how it works and it's kind of hard to try to explain this platform to like family who are a little bit older because they see it as yeah. like another social media site do you need to have another one is it now it's like you, you yeah. don't understand this platform yet it's new it's going to get better but you know we're working on it and then we went from eating dinner and talking about that to them saying that they wanted to watch um, the social dilemma so they wanted to watch that it's basically a netflix documentary who's basically trying to tell you that all social media is bad it's tracking you blah 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 and yeah. that was about an hour and 40 minutes of my time. So we finished watching that. And I was like, great, let me get myself together. Because Chad and I are <laughs> about to go in. And right before... Let me get myself before... together for this social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we go right into it. And then, you know, after the little social dilemma thing goes off, what do we get? We get MSNBC. And what are they talking about? The no. topic we're going to talk about. Yeah. So that was my, you know, first half of my dinner. What about you? Um, I did the podcast with You Said It Pod. Um, that was fun. We were talking about miserable women or how do you know that a woman is miserable? All about that. And they were trying to understand why I'm purposely not talking to men unless they already have children and they don't want anymore. Yeah. And, uh, so that went. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. You, you said that went. Now, did it go up or did it go down? That went. I mean, we, it... we came to an understanding. Okay. Because they were trying to say that because I don't want any more kids and I'm only interested in men who already have kids that don't want any more kids that I'm, I'm going to have like negative five people to pick from, kind of. And I don't like... feel like that because if you think about men today, um, at least four out of ten men have kids already with somebody now depending on the age range you meet a man if a man is like 37 plus the odds that he wants more kids unless he's just 
you know, a horn dog and really not involved with children like you would want from a man. He gonna want more kids, but if he understands how involved you need to be in the child's life, at that age range, most men don't want kids, and though that's the man I want. Yeah, you want a man with responsibilities who's like, hey, like I got some, you know, things on the side or whatever that are my yeah. responsibilities. Because if you find a man that's responsible, then he's gonna be responsible with you, and I would hope that's Back. how that works. So, that oh boy, but yeah, so that was fun. That was good. So just out, re- out, 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 outside of that, yeah, with it be would would it be an a Friday? Is this Friday like? any different from any other you've ever had like recently or is this just like same old same because of the whole Um, situation it's it's um this friday has been pretty good because i actually got to have my mom day fridays are usually my mom day where i get rid of the girls i drop them off at camp and i get to go do what chantal needs to do for chantal and that's working out that shopping that's having the okay to just be around Atlanta without kids for X amount of hours and then around like 4.30-ish, 5 o'clock, I go get them and then it's back in my mode. But I need that for my sanity. Like kids, you need and you're going to learn this as your child gets older. You need to have time away from your kids just like you need to have time away from the person that you're in a relationship with. Um, because the respect grows, the um, insight grows, the understanding grows when you're apart and you come back together. When you're around your kids too much, you just gonna have pettiness, argument, yep. um, yelling matches, a child not listening because they need a break just like you need a break. So that's why I do it. So it's been a good Friday. That's good. Like, mm-hmm. then. I guess a lot of the same. Uh, I'm starting to actually start to get complacent with work, where working from home is no longer a chore. It's easy. Like I'm working around like things that make being in the house difficult. So I started mm-hmm. doing things like clean, cleaning shit that's already clean. Or you know, <laughs> you in daddy mode. You in daddy yeah. mode. And it, it's starting to concern me because, you know, I have a lot of friends who are bored with being in the house because of COVID and stuff like that. It's like, you realize, like, you can make being at home fun. And on a Friday, like, just do the shit that you would do on a Saturday. That way you have Saturday to do absolutely fucking nothing. And, yeah. like, to me, I'm just learning, like, little intricate ways of making, like, myself happy and making myself more entertained throughout the day. So this Friday just went a little bit better than last Friday because mm-hmm. it was raining outside and I found out when it rains outside I'm more productive so you know you and I were mm-hmm. exchanging like text we're doing emails talking about the show and then I was like oh like, I found out even more topics I wanted to talk about so yeah we're going to be very productive not only on the show but just in general so okay I like it when it rains outside I'm only productive um sexually with another oh, person but since someone here, I just have to think the most about my rainy days. So, well, well, according to the Twitters, that you know, women find you know more pleasure in the toys that they receive on like inclement weather days, like when it snows, when it rains outside. Like women are more liable to have self pleasure because of that. 
that doesn't include me. Me and my toy has only been on a date twice. Oh my lord. Well, I, I'm sorry, but I will. I will suggest getting the Eva Dane too. And oh, uh, God. A, yeah, like we we might have to have a episode for toy suggestions because I'm learning as I go. So. I mean, I would love to um, talk to women that have dealt with more toys. I'm just not at the stage of my um, toy life where I will physically walk into a store and be like, hey, I want to try this and lay it on the counter. Like, no, my toys still come to my house discreet, Amazon, nothing on the package. Thank you very much. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. So I, I guess this is since this is the first episode we need to explain like how we came up with the term loudmouth stereo okay so So, loudmouth stereo is basically greg and i just going in on topics that need to be discussed because the world has lost their mind or people slipping out here or we just tired of talking to individual after individual about the same shit we trying to get everybody at the same time all at once one stop shop okay that's what loudmouth stereo is and we all have different opinions because you know greg has his views on things that i appreciate because it's a male aspect and i have my view on things and i'm very direct and just you know might be an hr issue but we are right because most of us is not at work so um you know and w- w- with me, I can just extend my gratitude to you every episode that you do of your part, you know, your personal podcast. But more importantly, like you don't let everybody else's opinions as women or men dictate how you should feel as you as a person. And that's why I was like, I have to do a show with you. I have to continue to do a show with you. And even when we do it like our own individual shows, I'm like, no, she's coming on this week because not only do we get along, which is number one but yeah. the topics she's going to be versed about and if we don't know about it we won't speak about it and I think that should be law right you know can't speak for everybody but I ain't yeah. gonna tell you it unless it has worked for me or I've seen it in real life played out yep. so that's how I like to do that so our topic you wanna, you wanna dive into this one Okay, so do you, do you want me to set the scene? Because I, I don't mind. Um, okay, set the scene. So, with, with this being said, there are officially 18 days to go until election day. So, my rule of thumb is let's make this shit count. Um, mm. more, more importantly, what we're going to dive into a little bit is our black folks telling people to not vote or to vote or whatever the case might be but more importantly you have to stop telling people who aren't voting or voting their benefits or their non-benefits because they're voting yeah. and it, it's frustrating to talk about because you know people say don't talk about religion don't talk about politics but the thing is everybody is talking about politics right now everyone yeah. you can't get past it you can't get rid of it and it's fine however we have a few friends and family members and I'm sure people who are listening can say the same thing right. that absolutely refuse but we're going to dive into that a little bit later you have a topic that you wanted to discuss just to like ease us into what they're going to get later on in the show so I'm okay. going to let you take the floor with that all right so I have a question if you had a partner 
or yourself, you were in a relationship or in a marriage where you had a um, possible deadly illness and you did not have a will or you have a will, but you didn't add your spouse to the will. What reasons would you not add your spouse to the will? And when do you have like, okay, if it, if my illness gets here, I'm going to go ahead and add them to the will just in case anything happens. Why is it that people are in relationships, it looks like a good marriage, and they don't add people to the will? In, in my in my personal opinion of this, and it's going to offend somebody off like right off the rip, right. a lot of people put the wills in their children's name just in the case, just in the scenario, hey, you know, this marriage doesn't work out, you are going and you have full intentions of taking the money and not giving it to the children yeah. that we bear, then yes, I'm going to give them what is owed, what I worked so hard for, for them. Because even right. though you might be married, you might be in a relationship, the money that you made separate from your own marriage that you decide to leave is on you who you wanted to leave it to. And even me personally, I would want to leave the money to my children and let them dictate where that money goes. Because no matter if they love you or hate you, they were born by you. They wouldn't be here without you. And hopefully you have children that when they grow up to make that responsible choice, they make the right choice. Okay. Most adults can't do the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Because adults think in a selfish adult way, especially when they're in process of grieving they start to get you know my 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 me 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 um and they're not singing okay and i just you know to me a will means like i'm thinking of you i thought of you you're important to me and you when i if i ever leave you you're going to have the weight of some responsibility so let me go ahead and do this now if you're in a relationship or in a marriage where you guys are serious but you do not have kids what are some reasons why you wouldn't leave a will for me the reason why I wouldn't leave a will is because I know it would cause conflict amongst a family like say if there's no children involved just in that small yeah. thing you're gonna have your mom you're gonna have your dad or right. it, you know if they you know if they outlive you or something like that but if you don't then you have siblings you got cousins everybody has their hand out because they feel as though they are owed something because of the relationship they keep around you and mm-hmm. i've noticed this even in my own family where they we, we have this one family member that we like to call the black widow and the reason why we call god it is, yeah and it, I know it sounds really derogatory but it's the truth what happens yeah. is this this woman in our family has a knack for if a person or a family member is sick she's close to them for a while and she, she, she's close with them for a while just to make sure that she might be able to get like a check or she might get something no. from the situation and all, yeah like you you remember the movie um adam's family values when um when uncle fester like he ended up marrying that lady who was the black widow that that's yeah. what we we saw that at. and me i've always told myself i was like okay if i ever get sick or if something were to happen to me then where would that money go and that's something that it's sad that you have to think about and i thought about it was like as long as it's not hurt i'm good and Mm -hmm. you know even with my own family because she's close with our family and i don't want it to be a situation where 
if something were to happen to one of my family members, she has her hand in. Mm. So it's better. I see a lot of people have it better to just not leave a will. Just more say, you know, the house, y'all can get rid of. Um, I've seen people go and leave $50,000 to a dog. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen people leave money towards animals and not their kids. Yeah, because animals don't treat you wrong. They might bite you maybe once or twice, but they won't treat you (laughs) wrong. And I I guess there's a clause that I learned about that even if that dog go, like, say, you you know, something happens to, like, any of us. We pass away, but we left the money to our dog. The dog inherits the money, but as a result, someone has to inherit the dog. So there's a clause where that person has to take care of that dog once that dog passes away then yeah you can go and say that goes into the will for like once that dog passes away then it goes to you right. but the thing is that's especially in the clause so say for example you have to be with that dog until the day that dog passes away which mm-hmm. will let you know who really cares about you you get rid of that dog you get rid of your money honey exactly this can't be a oh well the dog all of a sudden you know had a broke leg so I put it down no. yeah it's hey that dog lived until they were 37 years old and you know what i stayed with him the entire fucking time i treat because then it gives people the notion of compassion make sure that they know like hey i wasn't doing this to be like you know deceitful and giving you a will you gotta work for we've i seen mean TV sh- we've seen people have wheelchairs on dogs mm-hmm. have dogs that only use their two front legs have dogs that don't have no legs and i'm just like so oh trust me i have an emotion my dog is considered a emotional support animal does yeah. he is he emotionally there for me yes do like is it like medical absolutely not but what does it do it gives me the opportunity to get on planes trains automobiles and i don't have no problems if i wanted to i can walk down the fucking street go to the mall go to the store and have my dog with me why emotional support you never know what happens with somebody's lifestyle or anything like that when they yeah. have those pets but at the same time you know that they have some type of relationship with that dog but mm-hmm. a lot of people have a better relationship with their dogs than the people that they would leave wills to so just tying it all in it all depends on what you want to do with your will me personally i feel like you know my wife i would obviously give her money for the will but i would much rather give her a sum of the money and not the option of hey this is all for you to decide yeah. who it goes all the money yeah because yeah. once you once you do that it's like okay yeah i'll give you know, I'll give your mom five hundred dollars, but I'm going to take fifty thousand. It's like, wait, how the fuck is that? That doesn't even out. So yeah. Then it causes a rift, and it just goes down and down the system. It's just not really a good idea. Yeah, I I've thought about making a will, um, being that I have two kids, but at the same time, I'm just like, Chantal, you're not even like where you want to be yet, career wise or having money wise to be like you get this and you get that right now there's nothing logically that really matters of value that I will give them um, other than experience of their childhood with me taking care of them Um, but I I, my goal is to get to a point where I do have something to give them and also to leave them that actually makes a difference in their life as they grow Um, so until then I'll keep my mind on what I would want in that will but for right now I just don't have anything any idea to put it in especially for um, black people that's something we don't think about until it's too late is to create a will 
especially when we have a lot of kids or we have a lot of family and it just it dissolves any like issue at the end um, with people arguing and all of this stuff when you're supposed to be grieving so um, it's just a responsible thing to do just like life insurance mm-hmm. and so. the, the will that you draw up just make sure it's someone that you have trusted with even if you're alive like say for example mm-hmm. if you could trust them with your kid you should be able to trust yeah. them with your will and that's just yeah. how that works like prime example people who consider like their friends their godparents to their children that mm-hmm. would be a good person to trust with your will if you trust them and that's how it's yeah. supposed to work i see a lot of people and i've heard of a lot of people that give their wills to their homies or the nanny or something like that and the next thing you know the nanny or whoever that person that's is they then took that fifty thousand dollars and went to fucking cabo and blew it oh, for yeah. two weeks it happens you have to be able to know the people that you you know the company you keep and more importantly the money that you're going to give them so even the parent like there are parents who read up on um life insurance policies with their kids and then say oh i'm sorry i forgot them in the car i was so stressed no you plan to leave them in the car exactly don't don't be tasha st patrick don't don't be trying to go and get the will and you and you did not deserve that shit because i'm telling you the look on her face when all that shit went to Tariq and she found out oh well he actually has to work for it and earn it it fucked her up and now look where she's at don't be tasha be somebody who you know for a fact that loves the spouse they're with you love them they love you and they trust you with it if he didn't trust you with it when y'all were together he's not Mm going to trust you with it when he's gone so just be mindful of that Mm. well so, so, oh boy, that, 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 we try to make that as less heavy as possible. Yeah, but it's about to get worse. So, um, ah. I, I guess, I guess the next topic. Do you want to lead in, or do you want me to like kind of? Like, because today I actually experienced this. So, voting for Georgia started Monday, and my goal was to go vote on Monday, but the realtor that I'm dealing with for this house um, was on super, super, super CP people time. And um, she was late to her office, which threw off, threw off my morning. So I didn't get to vote Monday. So I waited till Friday when I didn't have my kids to go vote. Went to the rec center. I went to vote last time where I was like in and out for 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, got to the rec center and they, they let me pass where you were supposed to go. I'm just like, okay, we passing here. Where is this line leading? To a whole fucking uh, uh, gym where people are four, four people apart lined up in a zigzag in a gym room and being mm-hmm. called by the tens to get in the room to vote. I got there at 9.04 a.m., I did not physically cast my ballot until um, I want to say 11.48 a.m. Jesus. I hope you took your iPad. Listen, I, I was on the phone tweeting and listening to my podcast for Friday um, in the morning, but I just, I just got a glimpse of what voters' suppression was for the first time. And I said, they're really trying to deter predominantly black people or black areas from voting in groups and 
I'm really um, proud of the turnout for Georgia, but I saw groups of young people, five at a time, three at a time, four at a time, get out of line and leave, get out of line and leave. And I'm just like, those are the people that need to vote the most. Those are the people that could really be affected the most. Like young people don't understand by the time we get to like our parents' age, there will be no social security. There will be nothing to help us statewide or uh, countrywide to help us maintain a lifestyle. So if right now you're not doing anything as like putting money aside for your retirement or nothing like that. Do you plan to work until you hit the casket? Exactly. Do you plan to be one of those old people behind the counter ringing up people, not being able to see a screen? Like, what is your setup? Do you know what, like, your state government or your country is doing to set your future up? And are you setting it up? And it was just like, damn, voter suppression is real. Like, I shouldn't be able to go to atlanta downtown and people are getting in and out in 10 minutes but yeah i'm in here for the last three hours Mm -hmm. like you gotta you gotta do better you're you not voting is a vote you voting is a vote so you just make a choice on do you want somebody who doesn't deserve to get your vote or do you want to pick someone that you deserve um to get your vote and and people don't understand that people think oh you know if you vote it doesn't really matter but you got to think of people that look like you that struggled worse than you did that had less than you did that were told because of the color of their skin they're not allowed to have an opinion that were told the color of their skin they're not allowed to be in here with me you're not allowed to be beside me or even think of responding to this issue so now that we do have the opportunity to to have an opinion, a lot of us are not sharing our opinion. But when we don't have enough money on our check, we got a problem. When our jobs lay us off, we have a problem. When our kids can't get school lunch, we have a problem. When our kids have old books and they don't have like new computers or devices to go ahead and learn, we have a problem. When our school's um, score is below average for the area, but this is where we can afford to live, we have a problem. You have to choose what you want to have a problem with. And if you have a problem with it, what did you do before this problem occurred to prevent this problem? Oh, I forgot you didn't vote. At all. At all. Okay. Are you ready for coming fall is like my favorite time of the year autumn is my favorite season so if you're looking for some merch check your girl support the she gets it podcast by getting you some merch you know what i'm saying you get some merch you support you get a little something something out of it you become a representative of affiliate for she gets a podcast and i have sweatshirts on there hoodies t-shirts whatever you need is on the she gets it shop shop with teespring i'll go ahead and put the link up let's get back to the show you draw up just make sure 
it's someone that you have trusted with even if you're alive like say for example mm-hmm. if you could trust them with your kid you should be able to trust yeah. them with your will and that's just yeah. how that works like prime example people who consider like their friends their god parents to their children that mm-hmm. would be a good person to trust with your will if you trust them and that's how yeah. that's supposed to work i see a lot of people and i've heard of a lot of people that give their wills to their homies or the nanny or something like that and the next thing you know the nanny or whoever that person that- is they then took that fifty thousand dollars and went to fucking cabo and blew it oh, yeah. two weeks it, it happens you have to be able to know the people that you you know the company you keep and more importantly the money that you're going to give them so even the parent like there are parents who read up on um life insurance policies with their kids mm-hmm. and then Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot them in the car. I was so stressed. No, you plan to leave them in the car. Exactly. Don't don't be Tasha St. Patrick. Don't don't be trying to Ooh. go and get the will and you and you did not deserve that shit. Cause I'm telling yeah. you, the look on her face when all that shit went to Tariq and she found out, oh well, he actually has to work for it and earn it. It fucked her up and now look where she's at. Don't be Tasha. Be somebody who you know for a fact that loves the spouse they're with. You love them, they love you, and they trust you with it. If he didn't trust you with it when y'all were together, he's not mm-hmm. going to trust you with it when he's gone. So, right. just be mindful of that. Mm. Well, so lessons. So, <laughs> oh boy, that, that 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 we try to make that as less heavy as possible. Yeah, but it's about to get worse. So, um, ah. I, I guess I guess the next topic. Do you want to lead in, or do you want me to like kind of like, because today I actually experienced this. So. Voting for Georgia started Monday, and my goal was to go vote on Monday. But the realtor that I'm dealing with for this house um, was on super, super, super CP people time, and um, she was late to her office, which threw off threw off my morning. So I didn't get to vote Monday. So I waited till Friday when I didn't have my kids to go vote. Went to the rec center. I went to vote last time where I was like in and out for 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, got to the rec center and they, they let me pass where you were supposed to vote. I'm just like, okay, we passing here. Where is this line leading? To a whole fucking uh, uh, gym where people are four, four people apart lined up in a zigzag in a gym room. And being called by the tens to get in the room to vote. I got there at 9.04 a.m. I did not physically cast my ballot until, um, I want to say, 11.48 a.m. Jesus. I hope you took your iPad. Listen, I, I was on the phone tweeting and listening to my podcast for Friday um, in the morning, but mm. I just I just got a glimpse of what voters suppression was for the first time, and I said they're really trying to deter predominantly black people or black areas from voting in groups, and I'm really um, proud of the turnout for Georgia, but I saw groups of young people five at a time, three at a time, four at a time, get out of line and leave, get out of line and leave. And I'm just like, those are the people that need to vote the most. Mm -hmm. 
those are the people that could really be affected the most like young people don't understand by the time we get to like our parents age there will be no social security there will be nothing to help us statewide or uh, countrywide to help us maintain a lifestyle so if right now you're not doing anything as like putting money aside for your retirement or nothing like that do you plan to work until you hit the casket exactly do you plan to be one of those old people behind the counter ringing up people not being able to see a screen like what is your setup do you know what like your state government or your country is doing to set your future up and are you setting it up and it was just like damn voter suppression is real like I shouldn't be able to go to Atlanta downtown and people are getting in and out in 10 minutes but yeah I'm in here for the last three hours Mm -hmm. like you gotta you gotta do better you're you not voting is a vote you voting is a vote so you just make a choice on do you want somebody who doesn't deserve to get your vote or do you want to pick someone that you deserve um to get your vote and and people don't understand that people think oh you know if you vote it doesn't really matter but you got to think of people that look like you that struggled worse than you did that had less than you did that were told because of the color of their skin they're not allowed to have an opinion that were told the color of their skin they're not allowed to be in here with me you're not allowed to be beside me or even think of responding to this issue so now that we do have the opportunity to to have an opinion a lot of us are not sharing our opinion but when we don't have enough money on our check we got a problem when our jobs lay us off we have a problem when our kids can't get school lunch we have a problem when our kids have old books and they don't have like new computers or devices to go ahead and learn we have a problem when our school's um score is below average for the area but this is where we can afford to live we have a problem you have to choose what you want to have a problem with and if you have a problem with it what did you do before this problem occurred to prevent this problem oh i forgot you didn't vote at all at all okay are you ready for like this because i've just i've been thinking about it and i'm ready so first and foremost i just got to say we get it the electoral college is trash but not Mm -hmm. voting will not get rid of it right I, i think that needs to be crystal clear that a lot of people try to confuse the two and they are the same number one number two when my peers and your peers more importantly us as not just minorities but more specifically black folks when we don't vote it sends messages to others others being anybody you want to say i'm not going to mm-hmm. give you a color or creed or person yeah. it sends to others that we don't vote so in turn they think why should we listen to them the reason why they right. think that is because we can't go and do the bare minimum which is hey if you got to stand in line and get it done you know what go get it done when you mm-hmm. go and you practice that, I, I don't want to do it. I don't, you know, this is taking forever and I got to walk away and stuff like that. Think about it. If you walk away, the next three people are going to be just as impatient and they're going to walk away. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, the line gets down. Like it, it's like you said, not only just voter suppression, it's just laziness. And yeah. people just have to do better. More importantly, though, trying to discourage 
people from voting by saying that it's pointless is irresponsible as fuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely irresponsible. It's that's just my take on. Yeah, it, it it hurts to know that there are people like that, and they won't go and vote like in your face, but they'll go somewhere else. They won't go to that voting ballot book, you know, room or something like that. They'll go to the next one. Though. But mm-hmm. I, I'm off my soapbox because I got plenty more. I got clips in the chamber. So yeah. Go ahead. It's just, um... Like, I'm not dumb. Like, I know this country is built on hate and, and greed. And I know mm-hmm. probably only a room of 12 actually picks who's in that White House. I understand that. And I also understand that the president really doesn't make any um, any moves. It's the people behind the president that's putting things in place. But, mm-hmm. but you're think about it like this. If you're a working person, a common person... A, peop- uh, a person of the working class and you don't go vote you're telling people in numbers that's why a census a census is a thing you're telling people in numbers majority of people from your culture majority of people from your area or where you are show up to vote in the 1% mm-hmm. so Compared to the people that show up in the 60%, the 90 percentile, or the 75 percentile, your opinion shouldn't matter. And then you're going to have a room where 12 people might vote. Should we completely take these people out of the criteria to vote because they don't show up to vote? And you're going to have I, 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 all in favor. Okay, they out. Now... You have only this culture of people, this rank of people, this area of people get to vote. And now you left out. So now your new complaint is going to be why we left out or this is not right or we are human beings. We should be able to have the opinion. No, you ain't show up. You ain't show up. And they track who doesn't vote. They will send you a letter because they sent me, they've been sending me shit all month. They will send you a letter and be like, oh, um, we missed you or have you voted yet they've been sending that shit all months for the last two months so it oh. does matter to extend they know where you live they know who's in your household and they know what culture you come from exactly let me let me just break down some numbers just just for like the grand like scheme of things so in Philadelphia 238,000 blacks did not vote you know mm-hmm. The, the current president, because we're not, this is not a political podcast. The pre, the current president won that state by 44,000 votes. In right. Atlanta, 530,000 of us, our folks, didn't vote. Mm-hmm. President won by 211,000 votes. Miami, Florida, 379,000 votes. He won that by 113,000 votes. And more important, in Detroit, 277,000 people did not vote. Trump won that by 11,000. And mind you, that's just five. Because actually, I didn't even say Milwaukee. 93,000. And Mm. he won that by 23,000. And these are just numbers, statistics. And I'm not even like a statistician at all. All I do know is the numbers I see and the things I hear. Yeah, not only should it not be happening, the same people from people from these states have told me before at least for the states that I listed off there have been people who said what's the point of voting it's not going to count anyway one vote's not going to count your vote's not going to count 
this person told me not to this person said this i'm like everybody can tell you everything but the thing is one thing is for sure november 3rd people are going to go vote why can't it be mm-hmm. you why can't why can't you be that one person who in every other circumstance you got your own opinion your own thoughts make your own vote it, it's not that fucking hard it, it really ain't yeah That's... yeah good grief and notice how we are the main ones that they always point out how many numbers did not show up they never point out how many numbers showed up they point out Mm -hmm. who did not show up who fell short yep um it's always us always us when you when you see um the debates and you see that they're not talking about black people's issue and they're not talking about this that's affecting us because we don't show up. Like if 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 I show up, my two kids show up, and then I'm one of 15 families on my street that voted versus they didn't vote, they stayed in their homes. I can't save the block. You can't. But it's the thing is, I think a lot of people are treating voting like a fucking cookout or a family reunion it's like you know what like <laughs> let me know how it let me know how it is when you get there like let yeah. me know how many people are there it's like that's not how that vote you know that's not how it works yeah when you're there you're there and it's completely different for everybody else. somebody might go in and they might vote blue another person might vote red another person might just be there just to see what the fuck you vote but the thing is they're going there are people who completely say they are not going to vote or they're not even going to go why because it's a waste of their time but then you yeah. know what happens the day after a couple days after the week after when we get those votes those are those same people go on social media and fake the funk they right. sit there and they say oh yeah well i know for a fact like you know it didn't matter anyway this was going to be the result like no you could have been that swing vote you could have been kevin costner in that fucking movie where you right. could have been the one vote that mattered but the thing is you chose not to and this is the end result but i'm gonna tell you this now as sure as I'm black as sure as Chan is black mm-hmm. let y'all say something to me and you didn't vote or I heard you say you didn't vote you told me you didn't vote <laughs> and you, you can't tell say. me shit <laughs> I'm telling you I'm, I'm gonna look at you like you got fucking eight heads I'm like there's no fucking way you're having this conversation with me and if you go out there on social media and I see you doing all I'm gonna do I ain't gonna put you out there I'm gonna just gift your ass I'm, I'm gonna hit you with the you looking real funny in the light <laughs> You, you look real funny in the light. Yeah. You got to be proactive. And that means yeah. you do some of what you could do and somebody else do some of what they can do. And even if we want to use this, this this cookout method, the mm-hmm. worst type of people are the people who get mad that they weren't invited to the cookout, get mm-hmm. invited to the next cookout, and then they show up with nothing in their hands, but they want to eat. And then they get mad at you for not having enough food. Well, if you Mm -hmm. showed up and you brought something and somebody else brought something, then wouldn't we have enough to go around? Like, you can't fuck shit and you're not doing shit. 
Yeah, you you can't be that bougie person at the fucking cookout who decides you want to sit at your own table while everybody else is sitting there socializing. Get to know somebody. Get familiar. Go and sit at the table with the with the kids. Go and play football with the people playing. More importantly, get to know the person on the grill. See how he fucking makes the chicken. But instead, your lonely ass is out here talking about, nah, I ain't gonna do this. Nah, I ain't gonna do this. I ain't gonna get, you know, I ain't gonna socialize. You looking like the fucking, you know, the new girlfriend at Thanksgiving who's sitting at the table by herself <laughs> while, every, while everybody's sitting there like, well, why, why your friend? And, you know, that's what they do. They don't say, you know, the family members will be like, oh, you know, Greg bought that new girl over there. She over there acting real bougie. She's sitting there by herself. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Go. That, that's that person who don't vote. That's that bougie girlfriend at the cookout, the bougie <laughs> girlfriend at Thanksgiving. Everybody looking at you like, I don't even know why you mad. You got the sour face like y'all got somewhere else to be. You ain't got nowhere else to be. Tying that in, November 3rd, you ain't got no fucking where to be. Your jobs, most of them even give you the opportunity to go vote. The one day out of the year, you can call your boss and say, I am late. You can literally go on November, no, November 2nd, go get drunk, and then purposely be late. Short we are not telling you to go get drunk. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not telling you to go get drunk. But all I'm gonna say is, by the time, think about it. If the lines are that long, I can promise you this: your hangover will be gone before you get to the voting booth. I promise you this. Yeah. So, if all you have to do is go get drunk the night before, have fun and celebrate, you can vote. And regardless of which way it swings, you can just know you did your part. Now, in turn with that, whenever the votes actually are cast and we find out the result. You can also go back to the bar and you can have one of two things. Regret that it went that way or regret that you didn't vote. Which one do you want to pick? Because I'm not at the bar hanging out with you, drinking, talking about the regret of not voting or, you know, I wasn't going to vote anyway. This is that. No, I want to drink with you and get drunk and hear your drunken stories because we were like, hey, we both went and we sat in the lines for two hours or Mm -hmm. we did the early voting. Hey, we we can talk about things because we have something to relate about. But I repeat, I am not arguing with you motherfuckers who won't vote listen when i went today it was full circle it was parents in line with their kids that had their homework because they still had school today Mm -hmm. it was um the old lady that gave me my ballot card and asked me how my day is going that probably dealt with segregation that probably dealt with not even being able to vote at one time that probably saw you know her mom having to sit in the back of the bus or her dad not being able to eat at a restaurant when they were super hungry that had to take three buses to go get something to eat like it's that and I feel sorry for her even though she's working you know in the ballots um, to help you know get people through the lines to see that see people black people have so much opportunity now and not mm-hmm. take advantage of that shit it's disrespectful oh, what, what burns a hole in my ass is when people say little things that they don't make sense to me like people will go on twitter they go on social media and talk about the reparations they should deserve and they should get and you know why, why weren't we getting us? Us black people should get this. We should get this. And I'm only speaking about black people because this is my experience. It's not everybody yeah. else's. This is my experience. As a black man, I have friends. I've had enemies. I've had people that are strangers. All say at some point, we need reparations. We need this. We need this. We need this. You know where it starts? The voting. You know where else it starts? Stop going and trying to get something from your ancestors, your peers, and you aren't even acknowledging or just even just showing the gratitude for the shit that they went through. 
in mm-hmm. order for you to have the privilege to vote. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. And when I hear people say, oh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I'm like, yo, you ain't going to do it. But I guarantee you right now, if they say we're we going to give you a $20,000, $50,000 check for reparations, you're going to have your fucking hand out. But the thing is, what if they said, you know what? We're going to do that. But you got to vote. I guarantee you, your or, is going to change. Your view is going to change. All that shit. What if they said, we got to give out reparations to all of the people that voted between this year and this year? Mm-hmm. Because if, be you, if you if you think about it, the people that need the reparations are probably dead mm-hmm. on their sick bed, uh, social security, living with family members, being shoved off. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are homeless. Some of them have no address. Um, you know, those are the people that dealt with shit that deserve reparations. The people of today, we're dealing with shit, but we're dealing with shit in a different way. We're dealing with the fact that, you know, we might be at a job, but it doesn't pay well. We might be at a job being disrespected. We might be at a job um, having certain talents, but too scared to go out on the limb and and have our own careers or start our own businesses. It's a different type of, okay, I have all these this freedom and these options, but I have no plan. I think Black people have to be our ancestors reparations absolutely we have we have the education because black women are the most educated we have the um opportunity we have the um know-how the internet is damn near free wi-fi is everywhere we have the ability and we have the people we show up in numbers for sneakers. We show up in numbers for Popeye's chicken. We show up in numbers for Black Friday. We show up in numbers um, for the uh, food stamps office. And it's not just black people on food stamps, but we get looked at the most on food stamps because our numbers keep growing the most. We show up the most to spend money for, for clothes, drinks, uh, clubs why don't we show up to be proactive for what our opportunities can be exactly ladies if, you, if you're listening to me this is Greg here this, this is like a moment maybe I need to have like the, the more you know like sound go over this little clip I might think about <laughs> that but I'm, I'm gonna say this any woman who can listen to the sound of my voice right now I'm gonna say this to you and I'm only speaking to you men can just shut up and just take this for what it is Mm-hmm. Don't get that nigga a PS5 and the Fenty oh, costumes if you don't vote. I'm telling you this shit for sure. If the if he can't go and stand in line with you for that, but he can go stand in line for a fucking PS5, he can go stand in line for the fucking Jordans that are coming out December 12th, or all that shit. I'm telling you, he don't deserve you. In turn, fellas, the same situation should work for you. If she don't want to drive you to vote, because you know how y'all niggas are. Like, like she got drive there, at least from a go, right? So, I, you know, I ride with her and we can do it together. Just go and ride with her. Have a conversation with her. Get to learn her. A lot of y'all that are single, go with the person y'all been trying to holler at in them DMs for the past four months during this quarantine. Ask them what's up. Let's go sit at the booth together. I don't even care who you vote for. Let's just talk about getting to know each other and then go vote. And then y'all can do whatever y'all gonna do with the rest of your day. Voting, voting matters even if you think it does and more importantly I said it and I'm going to say it again I am not arguing with you motherfuckers who won't vote period I would like to apologize 
to all my ancestors before me for all the dicks I allowed to enjoy my comfy couch that did not vote that I know they don't they did they never voted bro like you you gotta you gotta take your body count down any nigga that didn't vote take <laughs> take them off your body count like, what the fuck? oh you, you slept with eight niggas great but you know what five of them didn't vote you you practically a virgin again the reason why is <laughs> what these niggas is trash oh okay. my god like, so I'm probably down two so now it's just five, you know what I'm saying five dicks I'll accept but oh you know god. to to be honest if that nigga ain't got a job now mm-hmm. girl don't you buy him that PS5 I'm telling you like the only only, P- only men who are supplying grade A dangling mm-hmm. take care of their priorities take care of you take care of themselves take their asses to the doctor take their asses to the dentist and and are consistent deserve a ps5 honey exactly more importantly if that nigga wants a ps5 and you ask him what games he wants and he just tells you the same games you just bought him for the xbox one that just came you know oh you got madden (laughs) Oh, you got NBA 2K? I'm buying you a fucking $600 system and you're going to play the same fucking game where all they do is do incremental updates for the next people, you know, the next couple people who got drafted the Come next on. year. Fuck that. No, no, I, I got to speak on this. I'm sorry. This is this is a great corner, okay? So I, I've had a personal vendetta against Madden and NBA 2K for a very fucking long time. Them games are not cheap. They're $60, $65, right? So you, you go... And now they have the digital version. So a lot of people ain't even got to leave the fucking couch. I remember once upon a time, we had to go into GameStop, stand in line, go get them fucking games, stand there midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and you may or may not get the game. Now, Xbox and PlayStation are telling you, you know what? Take this game, please. The reason why I want you to take it is because it's the same fucking game as last year. Tying this all in. When you vote, vote for two things. The person that you want to run over office and the nigga who deserves that PS5. Mm. vote on them two things more importantly when you ask him what games he wants for his ps5 if the first two things out of his mouth are 2k or madden let him go and the (laughs) words and the words and the words of our great lord keisha cole let him go Mm because that nigga he's not he's not a gamer he's just a nigga who's gonna sit on your couch probably when you go out the boat Mm. playing the ps5 or the ps4 (laughs) whatever you want to call it in his uniform that, that, right that, here. That, that's my sermon. That, that's my sermon. But you know, you know what? You you were tied in, you know, like jobs and you know, people not working. So this is what already on the subject of niggas just not working or not doing what they're supposed to do. Um yeah. let, let's get into the next topic because boy, I, I could have okay. went on for an hour about that. So um I love to tweet. I love to hear different perspectives and um Twitter is where you need to be to broaden your knowledge about shit. Let me tell you how the staircase of information goes. It goes Twitter to Instagram to Facebook. Facebook is always the last to get it. Um, Instagram might give you that long video, but Twitter is where you need to be for the first to know. Okay? Now, I um, there was a, a, a follower of mine that tweeted there are hundreds of jobs or there's a lot of jobs out here yet unemployment is high as fuck and 
I didn't have to respond. He didn't direct it to me. He just said it. And I happened to be scrolling and see it. And I said to him, there probably are hundreds of jobs. And people are, are still unemployed in this highest fuck. Jobs don't match the predicament. And the predicament exactly. is people have mortgages. People have multiple vehicles that are on a payment plan, a lease. People have daycare. People have um, rent. People have multiple properties that they're expecting money from, but people can't pay it because they're not working, not getting unemployment, so they don't have that extra flowing cash. People have um, medical bills that they can't pay, student loans that they can't pay. Um, People have so much shit that they need, and courts are shut down, but the courts are opening up for some states to go ahead and evict motherfuckers. And my thing is like, if unemployment and and people are, are still unemployed in this highest fuck jobs don't match the predicament and the predicament exactly. is people have mortgages people have multiple vehicles that are on a payment plan a lease people have daycare people have um rent people have multiple properties that they're expecting money from but people can't pay it because they're not working not getting unemployment so they don't have that extra flowing cash people have um medical bills that they can't pay student loans that they can't pay um people have so much shit that they need and courts are shut down but the courts are opening up for some states to go ahead and evict motherfuckers and my thing is like if unemployment and the government is shut down as far as unemployment or they're on a suspension or pause due to the CDC, why the fuck is the courts open? Like, a $12 paying job is not going to help me when I have all of that, that shit that I need. I feel like the minimum wage we're living anywhere in the United States needs to be $20. That's the reality that we live in, in because people that have $30 jobs still can't afford the lifestyle that they live, that they need. And that's basic. So you can't tell me that there's hundreds of jobs and, and they're paying $12 an hour, $10 an hour. And it really doesn't matter if you have a degree or not, because that don't pay shit either. And you have children that can't physically go to school. You have daycares that are not open because of this COVID. And they try to act like COVID is not a thing. They try to exactly. act like schools are wide the fuck open and they're not. Different mm-hmm. counties have schools open and some don't. And then you have virtual school. So if I'm working a $12 an hour job exposing myself to a motherfucking virus that's killing people, how am I supposed to take care of and being a parent to a child that has virtual school? Mm. How am I supposed to be in a job and be at home with my child at the same time? There you go. <laughs> it doesn't work. The, the, the needs don't uh, coincide with the predicament. And it's kind of like the government has their eyes set and they're demanding things from people the courts are demanding things from people. The landlords are demanding things from people. Then you have this motherfucking mortgage banking system that chose to take advantage of people who have mortgages. 
So they're telling you, oh, you don't have to pay your mortgage. You can wait to pay your mortgage. But what they're not telling you is that your mortgage is going to go up 5% because of the fee. Then you might as well go ahead and struggle and pay it because you're going to struggle later. You're going to struggle when you're trying to catch up. Here's Here's my issue. There are people who will tell you, you being the person with actual responsibilities, hey, go ahead, take that job that's $13, $14, $15, $16 an hour, right? But a lot of them same people, their only debt is Netflix, Spotify, and that <laughs> random ass iTunes purchase. It's like, yo, you don't have responsibilities. I talked to a lot of people who yeah. said, you know, at the beginning of COVID when they lost their jobs, I'm like, man, this job's out here, y'all just don't want to take them. No, the reason why they don't want to take them is because even with the south like it's better to be on unemployment for a lot of people listen and that's why a lot of people the first time um a lot of jobs were furloughed like my job was furloughed and furloughed a lot of people in the company and we automatically got to collect unemployment but then when the stores started opening back they weren't taking their calls from the job they weren't um, coming back to work because the unemployment was paying them way more weekly than they were actually making working weekly and that alone should tell you that these motherfuckers know that they're paying people below what they need to be paying people to make a fucking living and it's very fucked up this is what Kanye was talking about when he said new slaves mm-hmm. you are a slave to a job and they know it there are I'll give you a little insight on my job without saying too much right so once once the COVID thing or the coronavirus actually picked up my job already knew they were like in order to keep the job we're gonna just eliminate shit so what they did was they eliminated 401k they eliminated the raises the bone anything that involved us actually having a perk for the job was gone kaput done then when they realized about three or four weeks ago when they were like oh it's the end of the year we've overworked them so they didn't have to lose the jobs and stuff like that but we still got to file this for our company taxes so what they did was they said the only way we can actually do that is to give them the bonuses and those raises and the things like that the issue that they don't understand right now is yeah you can tell us in november yeah you can get a raise and a bonus they think people are going to wait next november until the next bonus oh no me right here, Greg. I'm telling you this now. We get our raises every fucking July. I'm expecting yeah. another raise in July. But there are certain people, just kind of all in, there are certain people who have literally gone back to jobs that furloughed them when mm-hmm. they were getting paid more money to do absolutely fucking yeah. nothing. Which means one of two things. One, the job didn't appreciate them. But more importantly, you should have paid them what they were worth. So yep. the fact that people are getting paid what they should be getting paid for doing nothing lets me know that the government, these companies, and more importantly, the people that hire them know that they are underpaying people. That's why yeah. you have temp, like right now, you can go to a temp agency and you can apply for a job. Because trust me, I've done it. I have a job and I still mm. apply. And they're telling us, oh, well, you know, the influx, there aren't a lot of jobs, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, y'all keep telling us on the news and newspapers, hey, there's this loop, this large, like, influx of jobs. Mm-hmm. We're in D.C. This is, like, the, the mecca for having It's expensive as fuck to live in D.C. It's, it's expensive. So let, let me just give you, like, a, a guideline of how D.C. works. Since, we, you know, we're doing this first episode, I know we're trying to keep it to an hour, but we're going to have to go over tonight. Okay, so number one, when you <laughs> move to D.C., when you, when you come to D.C., if you haven't already gone to Georgia... 
because a lot of people they are in dc for like three or four years then they go to georgia realize that's not for them then they go to texas then they come back to dc because they realize you know what i actually like it here. but in dc the average studio apartment it runs you about like 16 to 1800 dollars a month oh shit a, a, a month this is the a, average this is mortgage the... in georgia is about 1300 dollars for a house oh, oh <laughs> Not only just for, for the studio apartment, it's sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars. That's on the outskirts of DC. If you want to live in DC, I can tell you this: you will have a roommate if you want something decent, or you're going to live in not a slum, but just like something that's like you know, you might have a roach across the floor, you might have oh, a rat right, right outside your apartment. You, but the thing is, a lot of people, like what I've noticed, is white people don't care. They will move into an area that hasn't been gentrified yet and just wait it out. We won't do that. That like, works. Oh, fuck that. A lot of places in Atlanta is gentrifying where you'll have, oh, this is grandma's house and it costs about 20000 right now compared to this house right next to grandma's house that was built by a contractor that costs you about $1.3 Yeah. Oh, no. One of, one of the greatest things I learned about D.C. came from a white person, white college student. This is what I learned. So they go and they go to college. They do the four-year thing, right? But yeah. their junior their junior year, right before their senior year, they apply for jobs here, you know, in DC. Once they apply for these said jobs, they also apply for like affordable housing. The reason why they pay for affordable mm. housing, because they figure they're moving to DC, but they're moving without the job. So when they yeah. get the job, they make sure they get that the bare minimum job. And it's just them. So they're automatically making minimum wage to begin with. Not minimum wage, but more so under that salary cap of I think like seventy-four thousand dollars, right? Where they can mm. afford that. They don't get any roommates. They don't say, oh, my boyfriend is coming in, you know, three days a week to, you know, stay in my apartment, something like that. But they mm-hmm. get affordable housing. But the thing is, affordable housing, I think people think, oh, it's in the hood, it's in the ghetto. D.C. don't really have the ghetto anymore. They don't have the slums anymore. They have That's buildings like that could have been. Baltimore, which is yeah, club. But, oh, trust me. I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, I know what Baltimore's like. I watched The Wire. Let me tell you this. The fucking Wire lied to you. Yeah. The fucking it, it lied to you so just time it all in when you have people who come to dc they go and they work at these companies for a year or two blah 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 blah, blah. and mm-hmm. i asked this person i was like how much money do you pay in rent every mm-hmm. month with you know with your affordable health you know affordable housing everything that you said i pay 710 dollars a month so i'm looking at him I'm like, uh- you pay you pay seven hundred and ten thousand dollars a month i was like what's your salary and mind you he's a grade above me this motherfucker yeah. is a paralegal too he's making on average hundred and nineteen thousand dollars a year now but the thing is he's under the affordable housing because what he did was he took the lowest salary he could get for his first job and mm-hmm. then he did that for a year just to say hey i'm in dc i'm gonna get a base salary so i can stay in this house but once you're there they can't move you about that bitch so then oh shit he, he gets the job he gets the job that he wants for his career he's still living there in the like grand scheme of things in those two years they gentrified where he's living so his apartment what they did was they had done all the home like all the apartments in his building they redid them I'm talking hardwood floors washer and dryers in the unit the fucking floor to ceiling balcony windows that you know go outward i was like oh he, he's doing it up right but then what he said was oh i all i had to do while they were doing my apartments i moved to another apartment so he went from being in a studio apartment paying seven hundred ten thousand dollars to moving into a two-bedroom apartment that he don't need and he's paying 1310 now mind you 1310 is what he's paying for the 200 uh the two-bedroom right now for me just ballpark figure i pay roughly two thousand dollars for a two-bedroom apartment you know that also is a fucking mortgage so to say that dc is 
to say that DC is overpriced is an understatement. DC is one of those places where it. Go ahead. My um, when I was living in New York, my friends they lived in the um, same building um, that Spike Lee made um, "Do the Right Thing" in, mm-hmm. and um, and she grew up in that apartment with her parents. But what she did when she got older with her fiance was uh, remodeled the apartment. So instead of having all the rooms, most apartments in New York are like straight walkthroughs. It's like yeah. a line, right? Instead of having separate little rooms, they knocked out all of the doors so you can walk through the apartment. So when you get in, instantly you're in the kitchen and then you see the bathroom. There's only wow. one bathroom. Then when you go in through a walkway then you're in the office which was one of which was her brother's bedroom when she was growing up but they made into like the office then you go into the next room which was somebody else's bedroom but now it's like a walk-in closet so you see all of somebody's closet right Mm -hmm. then you go into the next room and half of what the bedroom used to be they made into a living room and then you have their bed but you can see their everything so it's not a two bedroom. It's a one bedroom. Like a that one den, gave. right? Kind of like damn near a studio. Wow. So um, they're paying three thousand dollars in oh, no. that apartment by itself. We're not talking no bills, no nothing. Three thousand off tops, oh, and no. their next door neighbors to eight people in a two bedroom apartment paying $28,000 a month to be in the middle of Soho. And the only reason why she was paying, they were paying $3,000 a month was because her parents were still on the apartment as the owners and they're still on the rate that they were paying when she was growing up. So, people... People glorify New York, but the thing that you don't understand, people are fucking mean in New York is because they don't enjoy their homes. They spend their money and their time working to be able to keep their head afloat, to have somewhere to live, to have something to eat when they go home, but they do not have time to be home and enjoy that shit. It just just really, like, burns me, like, uh, just it just burns me at the fact that people don't understand like how like housing works and stuff like that so when i tell like my friends when they're like oh well you know my mom sold her house or something like that like you could have stayed in that house there are a lot of people who there's no generational like value if you want to call it that like shout shout out to like forget that yo and all like they've talked about generational like values and people going and selling their parents homes that they they're paid off because yeah. they they wanted the the single family the big single family home like you know what your mom's three bedroom two bathroom house that she's had for fucking 45 50 years that she got from her grandmother you know Listen. the house is paid off you can change that into apartments studios that people will pay for a lot of places in new york are owned and people go ahead and airbnb the rooms you know how much a fucking night in, in New York is for a, a hotel try 300 plus dollars a night 
So imagine having a, a brownstone in fucking New York and being able to set your price for whatever Airbnb you want and not have to go to an actual job. You're living off of your house. And that's what people don't understand. When you own things, figure out how to keep the things that you own. Exactly. But the thing is, the, the, the excuse, because it's no longer a logical reason. The excuse is, I can't attain it. I can't get it. There are ways for you to get it. There are programs that will help you get it. Yeah, yeah. you might have to eat fucking McChickens for a couple months. But you know what? Once you, save up, once you save up your money, you got it. Once you save up your money, they have first-time homeowners programs. Yeah. Honestly, the, the best advice I've heard people say is, you know what? Go in on a house with one of your friends. Go and say, you know what? Yeah. Not even a friend, a family member. Go and say, you know what? Me and you know my sister, me and my brother, me and my mother, who, whoever the fuck, put y'all all in that same fucking house. Y'all were raised together in that same, in a house or in some type of household. Go get a house that's like three, four hundred thousand dollars. They don't need to know your mother lives there because that's your shit. You can have yeah. whoever stays with you. Y'all go, y'all put that down payment down, and they say, you know what? You pay, you know, each month you pay eight hundred dollars. You pay eight hundred dollars. Your mortgage is already paid by then, and you got people that already fuck with you. And you know what happens? Once your mortgage is paid off, you know what you do? You tell them to do it with the next house i've seen people go and this is just a testament i've had my mom's co-worker tell me what she did she went and she got herself a house she invited four of her homegirls to go and you know stay as roommates to her each of them got their own space i think they own, one of them had like shared bathrooms or something so once they in the basement they had their own bathroom then the other two bedrooms they had to share the bathroom at the top level and then her she had to end up you know she got the master bedroom with her own bathroom and stuff like that what happened was they paid off the fucking mortgage in four years. After they paid the mortgage off and everything, and in four years, what she did was she done moved out. She moved out and she gave the house to her friend that had first moved in there with her. Because you know, some people want to be like, hey, I don't want to live in this situation no more. But the one yeah. who stayed, she gave her that house. Because you know why? The house was paid for. But at that mm -hmm. point, her friend that took the house from her, she went and said, you know what? I'm gonna do the same thing that you taught me how to do. So now, not only does she have a house, but they both can go with, I guess like say she has the house and her friend that told her about it got a house. So each of them have a house, but that house that they originally had, they rent that motherfucker out. They rent and make what? And make money. That That is how not only you create generational value, but it's a way to make sure that your pockets are not empty. That, yeah. it, it's, it's really a that lot simple. Of, a lot of cultures do that where you might see a house full of an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a sister, a brother, a niece, a nephew. But there is a plan in place to not have you waste your money in rent, to not have you waste your money um, leasing vehicles to get from point A to point B. Let's all be in here and then save up money and then let's all chip in in the bills. And then once somebody has enough money to go out and buy and own something, then you can and then what we do we set up the next person we set up the next person we have to get to a point where our mentality is to set up family to be able to do for themselves and do for others before they leave the house yeah but the, the reason why people think that doesn't work is because people like I, I need my own space we've all been there i've been there you've probably been there when it's like okay, you like, want your own mom. space you don't need yeah, you, your own space exactly 
you know, when I lived with my grandmother, when I lived with my mother, it was like, damn, I can't bring no woman home. I can't sleep with them because they might hear. You know what? If we paying and spend my mouth for this place, though, you gonna hear me fucking. That that's just how that works. <laughs> the thing is, oh, no, the thing is we're in this, we're in this together. So it's like, okay, yeah. you might pay what you pay. You have your responsibilities. I have my responsibilities. The thing is, we're sharing space and as long as we respect each other it's fine so when that person moves out they moved out and they saved their money that's why you have a lot of people on twitter and that's the worst place to go for this advice but this is the only merit that i can get some people will say well i can't you know i can't live at home with my mom my mom is this way my mom is this way have you thought why she's that way because not until you ain't shit <laughs> you won't save you won't save your money your money consists of going and you know going out to fucking Tulum and going out to this place and going to this place. Like, yo, y'all, y'all spending all your money in this place and then are concerned why your mother keep kicking you out every fucking eight months. The reason why she keep kicking you out every eight months because you're bringing a nigga who ain't shit there. When you bring him there and she already know he ain't shit, why don't you bring him to your own place? It's hard to like have responsibilities when you know for a fact that not only you ain't shit, but the niggas that you're around ain't shit. But just tying it all in, when it comes to like generational value, get the house and stuff like that, like people just need to save their money, or more importantly, move in with somebody who you know for a fact is smart and knows how to manage their money. When people don't manage their money right, they get fucked up. You can't buy a house with nothing, even though this yeah. program's for it. But you need to come with something and get your credit right too. <laughs> and a lot of home buyers programs they look at habits. I have a lot of friends that that's in the home buyers program right now for the NACA they look for habits you know what are your spending habits let me see all your receipts let me see all your bank statements if you on there and it's Amazon 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 sheen 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 delta 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 mm-hmm. they not about to give you their money yeah but that, like even for me like today I think I told you like we had talked to the lender today so the lender told us oh your credit straight you've been doing what you're supposed to be doing they said continue to do that when they say continue to do that, that doesn't mean, hey, by the way, now we can go. We can search for houses. We know for fact the houses types that we want and how much money yeah. we can afford. That doesn't mean, hey, if you're qualified for $500,000, go try to get a million-dollar house. That's what they're no. not telling you to do. More, more importantly, even with that, like say, for example, you go to the lender and you do everything right. Mm-hmm. When they say you're pre-approved for that, that doesn't mean go spend money for that house. Don't go and say, no. you know what? You ain't even got the house shit. You out here? Oh, I'm gonna buy a lawnmower. I'm gonna prepare myself. I People don't understand when 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 banks go ahead and approve you and and credit unions, and you get the house right. Mm-hmm. After you get the house for a couple of months, they are still looking at your fucking account. Exactly. Cause they want to know. It's not know. Oh, I got the house. I'm good now. No, they're looking at your fucking account. Yeah. Cause and, and, and I've seen people do a chance like they will literally go they'll get the house and they are going okay I think who, who told me something basically what happened was they got the house they were pre-approved they got the offer all, all this stuff just happened all at once right so then they found out the one thing that even I found out and I was surprised about there's going to be that month when you get the house that there's no payment like that I guess it's like that first month or whatever like you don't have a payment so say for example you close for a house in like November, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to December, like that's considered your first mortgage payment, but there's no payment because that was a part of your closing cost. People yeah. think that's fucking free money. So say if your mortgage is like ballpark figure maybe like $1,600, right? 
people mm-hmm. think that sixteen hundred dollars that they can go spend. That's not sixteen hundred no, dollars. You, know, you, you need to be preparing to pay next month on top of the fucking exactly. utilities that come with a five bedroom, four bath house. Yeah, exactly. People think, oh, like you you can go like I don't I don't care if you go month to month with things and stuff like that. But when you have when you know you have the money that you can save, save that shit. There are a lot of things that this pandemic has taught me, and I'm sure it's taught you. But one thing that it's taught me for a fact is I gotta spend a lot of money on shit to be happy and be satisfied with my way of living. Honestly, yeah. being in the house, I can eat a cup of noodles. I've done it before. And I've been completely fine with it. Just because I'm in the house doesn't mean, oh, I'm gonna order fucking DoorDash every day. Yeah. Or just yeah, Baby, like, eat honestly, your food anyway. Their hands be in your bag anyway. It's a pandemic. Oh. Don't do it. Oh, what was it you that posted that video of somebody like uh, at a carryout? They um, yeah, had the lady had her hand in the fucking like lemonade and they were stirring it with their own hand. Oh like, no, oh. no! I posted a yeah. video of a man sitting in the car before he brought the food up eating their shit. Oh, see, that that's how you get shot. Okay, that's what we want. To do. <laughs> like I will shoot your ass, and I'm not playing. And you can take this recording that we have, this podcast, and you can play it to the feds. I'm gonna tell you the same way I'm gonna tell them. The nigga tried me, the nigga got shot. And that's just how it works. Period. Right. Like I I don't play with my food. Like I'm I'm already really skeptic about like how my food's already being made. So yeah. just to tr- to trust a stranger to bring that shit to me in good condition. Like right. imagine going and ordering like fucking I know people order fast food all the time. I would be upset if I ordered DoorDash for like Wendy's or McDonald's, right? And mm-hmm. that shit says it's gonna take twenty or thirty minutes. The reason why I would be mad is because I know my fries gonna be cold. I couldn't no, that twenty or thirty minutes to be done. The fuck? Let me go up Man. there and go get it myself. Yeah, no, I just I'll just go get in the car and drive. Y'all paying twenty eight dollars for a fucking uh Big Mac meal, large fry McFlurry for a five dollar meal. What? Are y'all crazy? Like, it, it, it's moments like that when you realize like a lot of people just don't care about how they spend their money, and I'm just not one of those. I'm you know one of those people, and I'm sure you aren't as well. Like we have to save, and the reason why we have to save is because we want to be able to one day have that house that we can give to our daughters. We want Listen. to be in a situation where our our kids don't want for nothing, and a lot of people don't want the same things, but they keep acting like they do. And it's just, it's scary to watch. This is why I never, even when I work in corporate, I never understood people that were like, all right, it's my lunchtime. I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A. All right, it's my lunchtime. I'm about to go to the mall. All right, it's my lunchtime. I'm just like, so you got an apartment that's for lease. You got a car with a $500 car payment. You got, um, you know, uniform or, you know, (laughs) <laughs> business casual clothing that you buy and then you eat out lunch every day do you know how much that fucking costs do you know you can spend the amount of money you're spending throughout the week getting lunch cooking for yourself and spending probably 80% less than what you're spending on your lunch and that's one meal of the day like I don't understand it especially with kids like my, you can ask my kids. We probably mm-hmm. eat out once a month. And you know why we're eating out once a month? Because mommy got shit to do and we're not about to be at the house till about 9 o'clock. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I do even better. So say, for example, like people go and you know they want food and all that. Like the fast food shit. You don't have to have the fast food. You can make that shit at home. My wife, prime example, she goes to Starbucks a lot. 
Now, mind you. No, sorry about the bucket, honey. Unless you got some shares in that shit, you better stop. Oh, oh no. This this beautiful young lady that I called my wife got really indignant at me because I got <laughs> mad. One 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 Christmas, I went out of my way. I got her the Ninja coffee machine, the shit that was like two hundred twenty nine dollars, <laughs> Black Friday sale. I was like, yo, she gonna like this because I know she like coffee. Let me go ahead and get her a coffee yeah, machine, did. right? Do, do you know I bought I bought her this coffee machine that was two hundred twenty nine dollars, eighty three cent. If you want to talk about the tax, right? So I went and got her all this and. She says to me, she was like, thank you, Greg. She's really appreciated. You know, she appreciates that she's using it for like two, three weeks, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. But then during this pandemic, I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay. Every fucking day she's going to Starbucks. She's going to Starbucks. So no. me being the petty, per- the petty person that I am, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go pick up the Starbucks today, right? I go and pick up the Starbucks. I went and got me the little, um, what do you call that shit? Um, the Very Berry Lemonade. I was like, okay, this is fucking $3.85. I can make this at home. And I go and I asked how much her coffee was. Her fucking coffee was like four dollars. I was like, wait, she paid four dollars for this every time she come in here? I'm thinking it's gonna be like a dollar eighty nine cent, you know, two dollars. This shit is four bucks. That ain't no Mickey D coffee, man. Let let me let me explain to you what I had to do. And she she literally will not let me live this damn. And it's not me being cheap. So anybody who's listening who thinks I'm cheap, I apologize. But it's just <laughs> semantics for me. She goes and she says, well, I pay, you know, $4, $4 for this, blah, 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 blah. I go to the Starbucks and I decide to ask them, what is the type of coffee that y'all make? So they have the fucking coffee on the shelves where you can buy, like, the merchandise and stuff like that. Do you know that big-ass bar, the big-ass bag of the same coffee that they make in the store? It's like eight bucks. So I asked, how many cups of the same coffee can she make with this? Do you know, they said she can make 24 16-ounce cups with that same $8 bag. So I was like, Listen, she could be the Starbucks at the house for other people man, making the link. Do, do you know, I went and bought her two bags of the coffee. And on top of that, I went and got her the, you know, the addition to the little ninja thing that I got her, the little coffee brewer thing. I got her a little froth thing that if she wants to make a frothy coffee, she can make that shit. She can drop the ice so it's iced coffee. And she got the little $8 bags. When I broke down to her how much it was and that we're trying to buy this house and stuff like that, she understood. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't mad, you know, after the fact that I broke it down. So I was like, you're spending this much money on shit that you know for a fact that they sell in the store and you can make it yourself but it's all convenient yeah. some people like the experience of going to starbucks like me for a fact i like you know i'm a guy i like to get pampered i like to get my fucking you know I, not my toes done but i like to get a manicure pedicure and stuff come like on that. greg with the nice yeah. feet as a fan yeah yeah I, I like to have you have self-care but for me yeah. i go once a month or maybe maybe two you know twice a month i know people that i've seen they get this shit done every week i wish yeah. i could do that but right now, I'm I'm not in the position to do that. And even me, so bad as a woman, there are women that go to the motherfucking nail salon every fucking Friday. And the reality is, women, I love nail polish too. I have a hella nail polish at my house. I love getting my feet rubbed on, cleaned, and 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 painted. But I mm-hmm. also am very flexible, and I can bend down and do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I also know that. Really, a woman only needs to get a manicure probably once every two and a half weeks or two weeks. If you can paint your nails, they're already filed. Your nails are already on if it's false nails. If it's gel, oh, it's, it's, it's going to last at least two weeks. Your ass don't need to be in there every fucking Friday. 
if you get your feet and your toes done at a basic level in a motherfucking nail salon with a gel because it's supposed to last longer you're spending roughly $62 and that's not even including the tip mm-hmm. oh when people tell me how much like one girl on Twitter mind you this is on Twitter we're gonna get a little bell so every time I say on Twitter you're gonna get like the bing or something like that but basically <laughs> the, 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 this, this girl says that she spends $145 every week to get her nails done and I said Hell no. she, you, my reaction to her was what's in your fridge Nothing. Condoms. Condoms and she ain't got no condoms. No, I asked her. I was like, yo, let me see a picture of your fridge, right? Because I was like, there's no way. She's like, you trying you trying to tell me? I was like, look, I I, I don't want to call you broke. You you might make more money than me. I don't care. I don't care about how much money you make. My thing is how you spend your money. And people will be like, well, Greg, why you counting her pocket? Because you're flaunting this shit. You are out here telling people, like, I don't care if you got your nails done, but to go and say, hey, I spend $145 a week. I don't even have a calculator on me right now, but what is 145 times 52? What, what, let me let me just do the math real quick. Let, let me do the math on my calculator. Come on, calculator. Yeah, oh, I don't play that shit. I have to have a calculator in 2020. So, basically, you go and you have, what, 145 times 52. That is a total of $7,540. Do you know what else that is? A down payment on a home. Yep. A fucking down payment on a home. You are walking around going and getting your acrylics. You know what you need to do? You need to go and make friends with your nail technician. And invite her to the Christmas party, the holiday party, the baby shower, your birthday. Take her to the club. Buy her a drink. Do something. Because $7,540 a year on your or, or paint motherfucking nails yourself like when I Man, go to what? the next I'm always having a back and forth with the nail tech because I tell them I don't want gel but gel last long I don't want gel I said I like to get my nails done a particular color and my nails don't look like no motherfucking pop rocks after my nails get done because that's childish as fuck all you grown ass women with jewels and all types of fuckery on your nails y'all crazy I go and get my nails done and I said I want it to be this color and I don't want gel because if you get gel in order for them to change the motherfucking nail polish you gotta come back to them and spend your money when you don't get gel you can change that motherfucking nail polish whenever the fuck you want and people gonna assume that you went back to get your motherfucking nails done no bitch I got the right nail polish I got the right top coat and I painted it Sunday night myself Exactly. But the thing that's because not only do you know the value of your money, you know where and when to spend your money. You aren't going and spending fucking $145 to get you. That, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. That's, that's a car note. That's a monthly car note. Bro, but you have, you spend $145 on your nails, but then y'all say shit like, well, you know, I ain't going, you know, if a guy's not taking me out to dinner, I ain't taking no nigga. Why would I take a nigga out to dinner? And I, I don't, I'm not trying to make it a man for sure. <laughs> All, all, all I'm gonna say is this men already are trash when it comes to self care to begin with. Yeah. But for you as a lady, I get it. You're trying to make yourself presentable. $145, spend that. However, you can't complain when somebody else does for you. So, say for you know, example, a guy decides, you know what? I don't have it right now. You had $145 mm-hmm. you could have spent this week. You went and got nice, you went and got cute. 
but the thing is money's tight for me right now i'm furloughed because of this 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 and this how about we go on a dinner date to chipotle you can't go oh what the fuck is chipotle like i can get that myself but you know what you, you can't do it just because you done spent a hundred forty five dollars on you better be buying them nails though i'm trying to tell you <laughs> The same people who be like, oh, I spent $145 in nails, they be getting mad at the fucking Chipotle lady talking about, yeah, I know the guac is extra, but wait, what you mean $2.85? That's what she meant. She said extra. You thought you was going to get extra. No. No. What is wrong with you? Y'all won't vote. Y'all spent fucking $150 on nails. Y'all out here just doing wild, stupid shit. I just, you know what? What else do we have? Because we, we, went, we went so long on that. Because like, people live within your means. Um, (laughs) the next thing I want to talk about speaking on Twitter is Twitter is instantly 21 and up to tweet after the hours of 10 p.m. Right now it's a hot time, but 10 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Because I'm seeing arms within pussies. I'm seeing toys played with within pussies. I'm seeing men's thrust game I'm seeing all types of body parts and holes right on the Twitter and I'm just like who told y'all this was Pornhub who told y'all this was triplex.com who invited y'all motherfucking OnlyFans to be promoted on here girl if you gonna suck half of the dick you might as well suck the whole dick and don't say hey click video no you might as well go ham yeah. i i feel as though after nine she better be showing her behind if we're gonna make things rhyme that that's what it is i, I feel like if, if i'm on twitter i'm on twitter for a reason if i come on there and i like it, it just depends on the room like i want to be able to get on twitter and it needs to coast pretty freely like i need to be able to look at a sports score or a sports tweet and regular yeah. like banter between people and then when I scroll down the timeline, I go down like the dark web, and then all of a sudden I start seeing like the, the booty shots and the OnlyFans. It, it don't work like that though. Twitter must know my mind because I will literally be in a situation where I'm having a conversation on Twitter or tweets or something like that, and then I go to the main timeline, instant, just ass and pussy everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, listen, we were just talking about the fucking election, and now Titty I'm Thursday. A tweet right at the titty Thursday got it so good. To me. Yo, I just oh. for me, I, I I don't mind seeing the scattered ass on Twitter. What I do really like have a problem with is mm-hmm. the OnlyFans shit. And this is both men and women. I'm not going to buy your OnlyFans content if you post that shit on Twitter and it looks like you literally just sat the phone on your nightstand and decided <laughs> I'm gonna record this shit. Where okay? is your setup? Where is your equipment? A Joby tripod is $34.99 on Amazon. All you have to do is ring lights. I want to see these flips in 3D. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to make sure you have a proper setup. I'm seeing OnlyFans and the girls like top top three percent OnlyFans. I'm like, in what category? Skank? What the fuck? This is not right. Skank, honey. I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo, like, 
that one girl, she she twerking, and you know, she, she had a little 15, 30, what is it, 15 and 30 second clip on Twitter and everything like that. You know how Twitter, it'll show you the clip, but it won't play the sound, right? Which is good when you're in a public place. The issue, though, is as she's twerking and all this, talking about, hey, my OnlyFans is popping right now, 30% off for all new and expired, you know, all new and existing customers, blah, 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 blah. The issue is, it's it's her cell phone she is recording herself twerking and the fucking phone falls over mid like mid video listen my friend sent me a video of this girl setting up her only fans to do like a um mystery back shot position get on your stomach and her dog jumped on her jumped on ass and everything my thing is like this What up, y'all? If y'all are interested in finishing the show, there is a part two coming up. Just click that thing. Hit that thing. Boom, boom, boom. Click that thing. Hit that thing.